Welcome, everybody, to the Tea with Miss McGill show fueled by Blue Line Brews. Right here, wrong way. Thank you once again, Blue Line Brews, 10% of profits. As always, go back to the men and women who have fallen or have been injured in the line of duty. There, Reed's kind of showing you the logo there. Of course, we got the K Cups that came out what, about a month ago. There's our little, where are we at here? There's our little K9 friend. So, like I said, Fueled by Blue Line Brews, bluelinebrews.com. Go down in the show notes, click over, save 15. We've been talking about the promo code at checkout, save 15. We'll save you 15% on your entire order. Or check out, like I said, this is the label you're looking for at stores near you. Bemidji, the Iron Range, the Twin Ports, Northern Wisconsin. Look for the label, Blue Line Brews. And like I said, thank you for everything you're doing, Blue Line Brews. It's great coffee and it's a great cause. So, you know, please check them out. Go to their social media pages. Give them a like, give them a thumbs up, follow them. Um, you know, they're, they're posting stuff there all the time too. So here we go with episode 37. I am Puka. This is Reed Larson and, uh, Hey, state tournament time. Here we go. Best <laughs> that time of year. Best time of year, Puka. High school hockey is winding down to one final weekend starting tomorrow. That's why we're putting our show out here Tuesday evening so that we can preview tomorrow's single A games that get on. It'll be on the tube on, on uh, 45 TV, me TV. It's uh, put out there across uh, WCCO out in the cities, um, has all of that. And it's usually on an ABC station here uh, up north. So WDIO will have that and all of the state tournament for us, um, for us to view. Uh, I shouldn't say all, I should say all the games that take place at the XL Energy Center will be on there. And as people mm -hmm. continue through the winner's bracket, they will continue to be on uh, on the television. But best time of year, man, it's, uh, can't wait for things to get going. I, I mean, I'll be in school tomorrow, but don't think that I won't have it up on the screen in my classroom. And they, <laughs> every single year they, they try to, the tech technology department tries to figure out ways for us so that we can't stream it because kids are going to be, you know what, get it on there. Uh, I can just go ahead and share it through my phone. I can stream it through my phone data instead of using the school internet. So it's going to be on in my classroom. It, you're not going to stop me. I'm going to play the state tournament in my classroom because that's what happened when I was in high school. It's going to continue. So again, state tournament time, single A starts tomorrow, double A starts on Thursday. Greatest time of year, best state tournament in the country, including Texas football. Minnesota hockey is better. Bottom That's right. Line. And better than Indiana basketball. That's right. What? <laughs> so, yeah. So, Indiana. Best, best time of year. Like, it's a Minnesota tradition. It's celebration. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, before we get into this week's action, let's go back. Obviously, we had a big matchup here, 7AA last week, and over Grand Rapids. You know, obviously, Grand Rapids getting the short end of the stick. Uh, pretty entertaining game. I guess the comments and feedback that I've gotten, just kind of a slow start for Rapids. Do you agree? Yeah, you know, the nerves were there, and, and we've had numerous conversations with our students here. Now our student-athletes, it's a staff here. We had, we had individual meetings with players last night, and 
after school and talk to guys about the game a little bit. And it's tough to even still have that conversation as a coach on that staff, as a mentor to these kids. Uh, it, it was tough to see them lose and lose in that fashion, especially it's one thing if you, if you lose in the section final and you played your best game and you know, you gave everything you could um, not saying that they didn't try, they tried, uh, but, but it just wasn't their greatest game. And it, it, I think you could sleep better at night knowing that if you played the best, you absolutely could, and you still lost. So be it, you know, you left everything out there, but I, I think our guys at the end of the day, we're looking at themselves in the mirror going, what, what happened? We didn't play good and flat in the first period. I don't know if flat's even a good word. It was to be honest with you without being really negative. I, I think the, the, I guess was non-existent. The, it's not that the effort wasn't there. I think everybody was trying. Um, but here's what I think just as a, as a, I was a coach, but I was also a spectator, right? I wasn't on the bench um, with the varsity coaches. I was a JV coach watching and supporting from up in the play, the championship lounge up there, the championship suite. So I got to watch. And from my eyes as a coach, as well as a spectator is I feel like the kids put too much pressure on themselves to win that game. Um, and I think that happens wow. in this, in, in the community of Grand Rapids. Sometimes I think uh, the history and the tradition of excellence that goes with uh, Grand Rapids hockey is, is the expectation is, is we want you at the Excel energy center uh, every single year and especially in a year where you're expected to go not only do you see and feel that pressure from the community but you put it on yourself uh, it's put on you in school it's put on you by your classmates it's put on you by yourself your family you know the community and I think it's unfair I really do I think it's it's unfair for a teenage kid between the ages of 16 and 19 or 16 and 18 to have that much pressure on them to perform in that um, if they didn't have anything to worry about when there's no pressure to win that game, they go out there and they play great and probably win. Hence the reason why they ended up beating Andover just a month before, because there wasn't anything on the line. It was who's better than who. And at that point in time, the better team won. Uh, at this point in time, I think the team that was more prepared mentally uh, with more experience in that game um, and with basically nothing to lose because they came in, sorry, but Andover came in as the underdog. Grand Rapids was expected to win that game. And everybody can say that. They came in as the number one seed, but if it wasn't for the QRF and the goofy schedules, Rapids would have been the number one seed. I think everybody in the, in the section would agree that yeah. Rapids should have been the number one seed had it not been for the QRF. Uh, but Rapids was expected to win. I think you know, even Coach Manny said that, uh, you know, we wanted to win. We expect to win. Um, did we think we were going to win? Well, <laughs> flip a coin and, and, you know, two out of three times is probably going to land on the side of Rapids this year. Well, it, it didn't. It, it landed on the side of Andover. So ultimately speaking, I think the kids put too much pressure on themselves. They were nervous. They were gripping the stick. Uh, and they, they, they did not play good uh, in the first period and probably period and a half. Uh, at the end of the game, there was a hard pushback. Uh, they scored a goal. Oh yeah, the last game. minute. Yeah, nine last nine minutes of the game was all Grand Rapids. You know, once they yeah. killed off in the second period, their their five minute uh, penalty kill that they got, Kid Nelson got a check from behind, a five and a ten. And once they got out of that, and he gets back into the game in the third period, there was a hard push, and one goal was scored. There were opportunities to score more, just couldn't bury it. Um, but if they had played like that the entire game, there would be no question 
Grand Rapids would be advancing to the state tournament. But I think the nerves got to them uh, in the first portion of that game, and it was hard battling back from that. Yeah. Well, best wishes, I guess, to Andover. They are representative of the section. But, yeah, you know, great season for Grand Rapids. Great season for a lot of teams up north here. Um, but, like I said, now, now it's just time to, to turn on the tube and, and, and uh, you know, take it all in here over the next four days. Yeah, I think uh, – I, I hope our guys – uh, I hope the Grand Rapids guys uh, choose to, to flip that on and watch it or head down and, and watch the state hockey tournament in person and, and soak it in. I know it's, it's bittersweet, but it's always an experience that I will remember as a student athlete. I never made it to the state tournament as a player. I still haven't made it to the state tournament as a coach. I'm 43 years old. Uh, it, it may never, you never know. It may never happen. It might happen next year. You just don't know, but uh, enjoy those times with your friends. I remember going down as a high school student to the state tournament. You know, I was allowed to go my junior year and my senior year. My parents allowed me to go with my friends and stay down in a hotel and have fun. And it was, uh, it was fun. Uh, I, I encourage you to do that, but I also encourage you to, to go there to watch the state tournament and stay out of trouble. Oh yeah. Lots of fun. Kelly in and then walking right over to the rink. It's a great time. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so a quick word from the Rink Sports Bar and Grill. We've talked about them a lot this year, just on for the Hockey Hall of Fame in Avalon. We mentioned last week it is now Lent, so the Friday Fish Fry, that's your spot at the Rink Sports Bar and Grill. Daily specials, of course, hockey-themed restaurant, full bar, breakfast, full menu, daily specials, 248-8582 if you want to order by phone or the ringsportsbarandgrill.com is where you can order online. But like I said, the Friday Fish Fry is legendary. It's Lent. Get there this week and they will have the games on uh, on friday night okay so like i said one year after COVID, after COVID actually pushed the state hockey tournament all the way into uh early april about a month later um everyone the faithful are going to be flocking to st paul for another year so we'll start here with the single a just kind of a preview you know what anything sticking out to you you know just just off the top of your head on this on the single a side well, I, I mean, I, to be honest with you, and I, again, I don't mean to, to sound any particular way. I, I do the best I can to make sure that I'm supportive of, of all teams in the Northland when it comes to Northern Minnesota hockey. But if, if anybody thinks that, that the state tournament is going to end up any different than Hermantown winning the state championship, then I'd like to humor that conversation. Um, yeah. The only other team that has any inclination of a prayer would be Warroad, and there's an outside chance that Matamidi can beat Warroad in the second round and be in the state championship game mm. with Hermantown, but I still don't see anybody beating Hermantown. I really don't. Yeah. There was a close game uh, earlier in the season between Warroad and Hermantown in Hermantown. It was a 2-1 win in overtime where Hermantown beat Warroad, but there were players out of Hermantown's roster that weren't even on there, some important hockey players that weren't on that in that roster and oh. they still won. So at any okay. rate, uh, I really this the single A state tournament is going to continue to be what it is until parity gets figured out as far as sectioning, um, until teams figure out how to uh, move up and play with the big boys. 
Um, otherwise, it's going to continue to be this. I don't even know if I watch on Wednesday, to be honest with you anymore. I, I'm tired of watching teams that are unseated get blown out of the water by nine goals. It's not even fun to watch anymore, and it's demoralizing to see that. So when these teams come in that are seated one and two, and they play against some of these unseated teams, like I feel bad for whoever's going to, you know, face off against Hermantown in the first round. That'd be New Prague. I feel bad for New Prague. New they Prague. made it to the state tournament. They had a great run. Um, I pray that they put up a good fight against Hermantown, but it's likely not going to happen. It's probably going to be a seven to nothing, eight to nothing, nine to nothing win. It's it's probably going to be. And I hate to say that, but it's going to be that yeah. way for Moorhead, uh, or excuse me, not Moorhead. World's probably going to get a decent game from Monticello. Uh, Matamita is probably going to get an okay game from Mankato East, but probably not as good as people may think. It's probably going to be a four or five goal spread. The best game in that quarterfinal is going to be Minneapolis and Alexandria. That'll be the best game. That's the four and five seed game. So if you're going to watch any games on Wednesday, watch the one that takes place at eight o'clock at night, because that'll be the best game. The rest of them are going to be blowouts. Well, a couple of things. So Hermantown should have experience because remember, Hermantown's JV played last year. So those JV players from last year have some experience. Of course, they didn't run under, I think I can't remember the name of the team, but it was that Brody Lamb. Dodge County. I know they're dumb. Who was it? Dodge County. There you go. Dodge County. Yeah. So that Brody Lamb, who was, I see, playing in the USHL this year for Green Bay. Uh, but, you know, without Brody Lamb, Hermantown's JV might have won that <laughs> won that game. And, of course, that was the game that Zam Plant kind of put himself on the map in the state of Minnesota. And, yeah, you mentioned Minneapolis. So first trip since I played against Minneapolis Edison in 1994 in the state tournament for Minneapolis. Uh, they knocked off the number number three Delano to qualify. And, you know, on, on Hockey Hub, there's been more and more since Christmas. You know, there's been more and more about Minneapolis and kind of run their rod. So, so that's really cool. You know, somebody new. And like you mentioned, you know, Matamita. And, of course, the guy that watched there was that Ben Dardis. He's a Frank Brimsick goalie finalist. Uh, but I kind of agree with you. I, you know, I, not, a, not a lot of expectations for quality games on Wednesday. And like I said, Her Hermantown probably be an absolute blowout. But as a coach, as you know, you got to worry about that a little bit as a coach, don't you? Like, hey, don't be overconfident. We need to play the game. You know, you know every once in a while you get those games where, Somebody throws 70 shots on a goalie you never heard of, and he stands on his head and saves everything, and, and there's a major upset. Well, that's that's what you pray for in this first-round game. And I guess if I'm if I'm new Prague, I hope that my goalie has got an absolute horseshoe uh, hanging out of his breezers so that the guy stops absolutely everything. Uh, I, I hope that that happens. But I've seen some really, really good goalies this year get demoralized by Hermantown. I've seen it happen this year. I've seen good goalies end up getting five, six goals pumped in on them in the first period. For instance, watching Cole K play against. Cole K has two phenomenal goalies, Jacob Walsh and, uh, Walsh and Abrahamson. These guys are both good goalies, and they both got demoralized in the first period by Hermantown. It's like... Well, what do you do? I mean, I don't care how good you are. That team is a juggernaut, and uh, we'll continue to have this conversation as things move forward. Um, I, I support all teams in northern Minnesota, but at some point in time, there's a time to start making a move in a different direction. We'll talk about that maybe next week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, a word for Minnesota hockey camps. Minnesota hockey camps. Or anything else in single A? I should back up. Anything else in single A before we move nope. on? Okay. Nope. 
Minnesota hockey camps, uh, the camp where the pros go, located in Breezy Point, Minnesota. Start looking at your calendar for the months of July and August. Camps start mid-June. They start June off with uh, a girls' camp. Um, but then after that, they get into uh, the boys' camps late June into July, August, and then things kind of shut off before the Minnesota fall sports season start. Uh, but if you're looking for a great camp to get to for skill development, this is a camp with highly trained coaches, um, the entire staff from the Minnesota Loons junior team of the NA3HL work there in the summertime. Uh, Mike Muller is one of the coaches that's there. Craig Larson is one of the coaches that's there as well that work throughout the summer. And of course you get your, not only your cameo, but your specific groups that end up there that get a chance to work with Chris Stewart, owner and former Minnesota wild player. So uh, yeah, you, you get some great coaching. You get on ice twice a day. Uh, you get dry land twice a day. Uh, you get classroom uh, and it's all hockey, but of course, it's some fun things that take place in Breezy Point as well. It's located close to Breezy Point Resorts where golf courses are close by. Uh, there's lakes close by. They make trips uh, off campus to do fun things as well, too. It's all about hockey, but they do find uh, some of the summer recreation things that they can do to have some fun while you're at a camp, so to speak. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Minnesota Hockey Camps. All right. Let's dive into the double A here. I'll set you up on a few of these. I'm going to start with Prior Lake. Uh, you know, all eyes are going to be on Alex Bump. Uh, you know, fantastic player. And you were mentioning uh, kind of the favorite, you think, going into the state tournament. Uh, kind of has the edge on everyone for Mr. Hockey. I think so. I mean, uh, of course, I'm a, I'm a big Joey Del Greco fan, and I keep my fingers crossed and hope and pray uh, that our Grand Rapids guy can can take home second straight Mr. Hockey. But, um, but if I had to say a guy that had, I guess the edge would probably be Alex bump. That, that would be my thought is, is he's probably going to be the one a uh, prior Lake. Uh, you can maybe correct me if I'm wrong, go back and look at some of these things or somebody can comment uh, on our, our page. I don't think prior Lake has ever been to the state tournament before. Maybe they have uh, look back and somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I will, gladly admit that if that's the case but if if they haven't if they have been it's been a while um and this is sure. due in large part to alex bump uh being a, a huge piece to that puzzle and it's it's cool to see a new team in the tournament that either a we haven't seen in a long time or a b we haven't ever seen before i, I don't know which one but i'm gonna guess they haven't been there before this is the first time yeah you're correct first ever state tournament appearance Okay. So pretty cool, pretty cool for Alex bump to be there. I think that could potentially be enough to put him over the top as being a Mr. Hockey, uh, being awarded Mr. Hockey. Uh, but he will be matching up against a Frank Brimsek finalist in the nets, a goaltender for Creighton Durham hall. And you can look that name up because right now I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I do know the stats the statistics and the numbers of the goaltender for Creighton. Um, and Creighton has not let in very many goals per game and very many throughout the course of the year. So this will be a topic of conversation and everybody that's kind of doing their little brackets right now as to who's going to win the state tournament. Uh, my foreshadow here for you is Creighton wins the state championship this year. And I think they do it because their goalie only lets in one or two goals the entire tournament. 
Marco Belak is there a Belak? Yep. Okay. He's good. And he, he will be the reason why Creighton advances. Creighton is going to probably, uh, I don't think they'll annihilate prior leg. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I, I think Alex Bump is going to be spotlighted and he's going to be under the hot lights of the Excel Energy Center. Great place for him to uh, put it, put himself out there for exposure for the whole world to see and NHL scouts to see. Uh, but I don't think that it lasts long. I, I just don't think it's going to be uh, Prior Lake advancing. I think it's going to be Creighton advancing. And I think uh, they're going to have to match up against somebody else that's going to be pretty good in the next round. So the next <laughs> game, right after, we'll get an opportunity to see Maple Grove and Edina. And everybody's going to say, oh, Edina, they always move on. Edina's going to get beat. Maple Grove is a better team than Edina. That's my opinion. Somebody might say, you're crazy. Marson, you're nuts. Well, I might be a little crazy. But I, I saw one of the best teams that I saw play against us this year was Maple Grove. They are loaded. Uh, they're going to find their way playing into the semifinal game, and their semifinal game is going to be against Creighton. And Creighton, again, because those teams will be so well matched up, the other team may have a hard time with the goaltending of Creighton and Creighton's also got uh, some pretty stud high level players that are going to move them into the championship game. So I see Creighton getting past both Prior Lake as well as Maple Grove uh, getting into the state championship game. Looking at the lower bracket, Hill Murray goes against uh, Lakeville South. Lakeville South is returning to the tournament here now for the fourth year in a row, which is awesome for Lakeville South's program to be that public school that gets into program from their section four years running now. Good for them. Good for uh, new head coach. That's there as well. Uh, Yanni Kilbahami has been there for a bunch of years. We moved last year um, and they hired a new coach and I'm drawing a blank. He'll maybe have to help me with that one too. Um, he used to be an Oatana but we'll come back to that as far as the name of that new coach that's there at uh, Lakeville South. But I would uh, assume that he's not a first year head coach. He's first year at Lakeville South, uh, but he is. Josh Storm. Josh Storm. Yep. Storm. I don't know how I could forget that, but Josh Storm was at Oatana uh, for a little while, was at another school for a little while. Um, and he's been coaching for quite some time. I can remember back in my days of, of coaching at Wilmer, he was coaching at another place. So he's been coaching for a long time, but this is his first high profile position um, and in a head coaching role at this high profile position at Lakeville South. Boom, first year there, he goes to the state tournament. Good for him. Uh, however, I, I think the best team that I saw all year on our schedule was either Maple Grove or Hill Murray. Hill Murray was lights out and uh, that that's going to be a difficult task for Lakeville South to pass. I see Hill Murray moving on to the semifinals where unfortunately, I'm sorry to say this because I always like to root for section seven, but I think Moorhead is going to have the edge on Andover. I do. Eight times bridesmaids at the state tournament, Moorhead, eight times second place. Eight is times. This and, they and, uh, I don't think that Moorhead will end up as a bridesmaid this time because I don't think Moorhead makes it to the state championship game. I think Moorhead gets beat by Hill Murray. And I think everybody in this that is watching right now, if you want to start throwing darts at the screen right now, 
I hate it as much as all of you hate, hate it right now, but it is going to be a private school championship game. I'm sorry <laughs> to say it. It's going to be Creighton versus Hill Murray in the championship game. And there will be probably 80 people at the game because <laughs> the parents will be there. That's it. Uh, it's it, in the state tournament. We'll be looking at it going, how did we miss our attendance was down this year. Your attendance was down because it was an all private school state tournament. Now your attendance would be up if it were Moorhead and Grand Rapids in the state championship game again, like in 2017, where you couldn't find a ticket out on the street for more than $200. That's what the state high school league needs. However, it's going to be, and I'm sorry, it's probably going to be a state championship private school state championship interesting well remember private speaking of hill murray now on the private school deal last year they made it they qualified for state but remember they couldn't play because then someone contracted covid like early in the week remember they were going to sue the the high school league and remember all that going on so yeah hill is is back and of course led by two mr hockey candidates gruba and godboat both commits uh I want to circle back to a little bit on, on Prior Lake there. So Joe Pankratz is the coach. I was, I was reading some stuff. If you remember that name, for those of you that pay attention to the attorney every year, Joe Pankratz scored a hat trick as a sophomore for Bloomington Jefferson back in 92 uh, when they won the state championship there. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, but yeah, Maple Grove. Maybe, see, I'm, I'm kind of liking Maple Grove. Uh, uh, Edina just doesn't seem to quite have it this year. I mean, still led by Kurt Giles. Obviously, you got to see them a little bit at the Edina Classic, but I, because I, one interesting thing about Maple Grove, which I believe you told me, was when they came to Grand Rapids, was it late January, early Feb? Wasn't that the first time the whole year they had the full lineup? Either they had injuries or they had COVID or something going on? Well, I think it was that week was the first week that they had started to see some guys back in their lineup. They had played, I think, one game or two games before they came to us came to us in Rapids, but yeah, I mean, it was right within that time frame, week or week and a half that they finally got their roster back and they were just hitting their time to start climbing in the season. Maple Grove is good. They're really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all these, you know, the thing is that that double A now, these, these teams are all, I mean, fantastic. It just, it's incredible to watch. Um, but yeah, I guess that's kind of all I have on the double A. Anything else from you? Well, like I said, uh, Moorhead has been in the tournament a bunch of times, and, and I think of one of the best Moorhead teams uh, to come through was in 2003. Uh, there was some guys that came off of that squad that were just unbelievable that were in 2003, and 2003 state championship went to Centennial. Centennial beat Moorhead in 2003 one to nothing. And for those that love goaltending and love defensive hockey, it was awesome. But the building was like, nobody's scoring any goals. What the heck's going on? That was one of the best Moorhead teams I've ever seen come through there. And uh, of course, Dave Mournville was the coach at that point in time. But things have just continued since John Ammerman has been the coach. And it, they will continue. Their youth hockey right now has been phenomenal. They've got Bantam teams in the state tournament. They've got Bantam B teams in the state tournament. They've got junior gold teams in the state tournament. They've got Peewee AA teams, Peewee B teams. Their program is just absolutely pumping. Um, and they've got such good things going in Moorhead right now because Matt Cullen has got his system that he's running there through the program. He is currently the Bantam AA coach. Um, he's got 
the building that they put together and remodeled and he's got his name on it and he just keeps pumping things back into the Moorhead program. And, and if, if you're John Ammerman, you're just ecstatic as all heck to have Matt Cullen involved in your program. Yeah, I had read something that said uh, Moorhead puts out more, more uh, college and NHLers than most states do. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good analogy. <laughs> it's true. All right. Anything else? Nothing on the double A tournament as far as um, as far, as far as conversation for the tournament. I think let's yeah, just, just watch all of the comments that I'm making. Obviously, I, I like to say that I'm going to be right, but I, I honestly hope that it's not in all private school state championship. School. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I, I really do have a lot of respect for. Matt Funk, who is the head coach of the Creighton Durham Hall program. And I have, I've got a lot of, of respect for Bill Lechner, head coach at Hill Murray. So as much as people dislike private schools because they can recruit and pull from other programs, these coaches really are, are really good coaches. So kudos to them for being in the position that they're in. Um, I, I don't mean to cheer against you guys but i'm a private i'm not a private school guy i'm a public school guy so i hope to see the public schools move on but i'm also realistic and i also have seen these some of these teams play so there you go yeah all right real quick word iron range apparel the odr line i actually talked with uh, jesse the owner of iron range apparel and i said boy the odr stuff i'm seeing it more and more i said yeah i said of course my kids own it i wish i could make some money on it so uh, the ODR line is spelled exclusively at Iron Range Apparel, which you can find at the Thunderbird Mall in Virginia. And we've mentioned this before, 17-year-old entrepreneur, junior on the Rock Ridge hockey team, came out with this ODR line. Uh, that's where you find it exclusively. Tees, jerseys, caps, hats, sweatshirts, everything's there. Um, Iron Range Apparel, outside of just hockey stuff, they have all kinds of, of Minnesota-themed gifts, whether it's uh, uh, tumblers, coffee cups, just all kinds of like knickknacks and stuff for gifts with, with theme of Minnesota. They've got the hams bear on some t-shirts, some hats, some caps, some really cool stuff. So if you're looking for a gift for that special, somebody head over to the Thunderbird mall in Virginia to iron range apparel. All right. Couple of news and notes here to finish up. Ty connect of red Lake falls. We've talked about him all year. He finishes the regular season with 93 points. So he'll be the season point title winner, if you will, in the state of Minnesota. Like I said, kind of be no surprise as he's been on top all year. And then one other thing is, let's circle back to Section 7 AA. So Easton Young from the Thunderhawks, I was talking to his dad. He got the call right away Friday morning to head into the USHL, uh, goes to Cedar Rapids. His team is Muskegon. They're playing on the road at Cedar Rapids. Dad brings them down. He sends me the lineup for the game. I look at it. Every single kid in the lineup for Muskegon is a Division One commit, and then there's Easton Young at the very bottom. <laughs> I mean, the it was up, and it was the seventh kids, defenseman drafted. on there. Yeah, the seventh defenseman yeah. on the list, and he's he's in there. And I actually got a couple of clips sent to me 
Coach Chido was watching it on uh, hockey TV and on his computer, and he ended up just recording a couple things, sent a couple things, and it was kind of cool to see him back out there. He was in his uh, his original number that he wore his first two years at Grand Rapids High School, which is number five. This year he wore number eight, so he was wearing number five, and uh, he was doing some of the things, same things that he was doing in high school. He's able to jump in the play. He's able to, to add offense as a defenseman. And he's able to still get back if it doesn't work out for him. So it was really, uh, it was really awesome to see Easton Young in the lineup. He is not the only one uh, that now at this point in the season, since there's teams that have not qualified and that are finished for the season, players that have moved on to play some junior hockey. And I can only account for, you know, the guys that we coach at Grand Rapids. Easton Young is is moving on to to play in the USHL. Joey Del Greco will be heading out. Uh, to head off to the USHL as well uh, after he is in uh, after the Mr. Hockey uh, awards ceremony, he'll be heading out to, to play junior hockey. Now I, I wasn't hundred percent sure if he was going to go to Waterloo, if there was someone else somewhere else, he was going to go first. So I can't be sure exactly where he's going, uh, but he is going off to play some junior hockey. Ren Merquay is going to be Merquay is going to, is going to go to the wilderness uh, for a couple of weeks before baseball season starts. So he's going to get some junior play and Hayden DeMars is headed out to Minot to, to finish out the season uh-huh. at Minot. So we've got some nice. guys that are doing that. And there's some others that are still reaching out to junior teams to see about jumping into at least some practices for a little while to see about the possibility of getting into some game time. So teams are now doing that, but it was really awesome. Like you said, to see Easton Young jump into the lineup for the Muskegon Musketeers and, and see how that works out for him. He's going to, believe me, will not be the only one on that roster without a commitment. He will have one at some point real soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and if you comment any of you fans, if you know of anyone else that, that's headed to juniors, please uh, send a comment, let us know so we can give them, you know, a shout out because it's, it's just hard to kind of keep track of everybody. Um, so, well, that's all I've got. Read anything else? No, enjoy, enjoy the tournament. Uh, I know that this is an important time of year for people. This is where our hockey tradition in Minnesota, uh, I guess, gets highlighted. It gets put up on the big stage, gets put up on an NHL rink. It gets put up in front of, if you're double A, 21,000 fans. Uh, it gets put out in front of even more because it's spotlighted on television around the world. Uh, they put it across streaming for, you can get it on Prep Spotlight. You can get it on um, on their their Prep TV for Minnesota State High School League on the internet. Prep 45, Prep 45 you have to pay for those things, but, um, but the people are streaming that around the world. And that's, you don't see that in any other sport. You really don't. It's, uh, it's pretty cool to be able to get that kind of exposure. And like I said, it's the best high school sporting event in my opinion, in the world. I, I don't think you see it anywhere else. Texas football rivals it for one game for the state championship game uh, for for a couple of different divisions. But this is an entire weekend of people in and out. And, you know, they, they brag every single year, Puka, of what the attendance is that comes in and out of there. Um, because of COVID, we didn't get to see that attendance last year. Uh, the year before we did and every single year before that, but it seems like 
You know, every year that is a normal year, they break records. So we'll see what it looks like this year. The year after COVID was a deal, big deal, they're, they're selling as many tickets as they can sell now. They're not restricted on the number of people that can come in. They might have some mask mandates off and on throughout the course of the tournament for spectators. But I expect to see it close to what the attendances were before, you know, 19, 20,000 people at the AA uh, especially semifinal Friday, uh, Saturday, depending on what it looks like for who's in it. If it's two private schools, don't expect them to break any records for attendance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So everybody enjoy the celebration of hockey that'll be taking place here over the next four days or five. Was it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Yeah. Four days. Okay. Count with my fingers. So that'll conclude the show. Then uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, by email, LLC at gmail.com. Please share the show. Sharing is caring. Of course, as always, we've got merch, 20 bucks for a shirt. Track me down. Send me a message, whatever. Find me one way or the other. Send an email or send it something on Messenger. Uh, as always, thank you. Blue Line Brews, the Ring Sports Bar and Grill, Iron Range Apparel, Minnesota Hockey Camps, and Iron Range Goalie Academy. Catch us on Rumble under Gold Sports. Catch us on Instagram under T with Miss McGill. For Larson, I am Puka. Get out there and be your dream. You're tuned to the Tea with Miss McGill show. A production of Goat Sports Media, LLC.